this money hour podcast i am your host dakota grady hey welcome to the show y'all whether you're in california south carolina or anywhere around the world thank you for joining us i have a guest tonight miss nina rose before we get started though if you need help with your personal finances you're struggling you're worried you're stressed out about your money then i'm your guy contact me at dakotagrady.com let me help you with your personal finances and if you have a business and you're specifically a nurse practitioner, entrepreneur, or a nursepreneur, or you're in the medical field, you need help with your accounting and taxes for your business, I got you covered too. Contact me at thecardigrady.com for resources to help you with your bookkeeping and taxes. Because it is tax season, y'all, so get your taxes done. So my guest is Ms. Nina Rose. We are in a, a group together, so I wanted to have her on the show tonight. And she's actually in California, Cali, and I'm on the East Coast, so three hours behind me, but we're still on this thing here tonight. So, Miss Nina, welcome to the show, and tell everybody about who you are and what you do. Thank you so much, Dakota. Thank you for that awesome introduction. Well, my name is Nina Ross, like he said. Some people, we pronounce it Nina Rose. I'm a multi-talented actress and entrepreneur. Uh, I love teaching. I'm a substitute teacher, and I also sell detox supplements and nutritional products. So tell everybody, like, how did you get into being a teacher? Well, we, before we get started, we did an IG Live before this right here, right? So you tell people about how you became a hairstylist and then transformed into an actress. Talk about that going from styling hair to becoming an actress. Okay, thank you. Well, basically, I did 1,800 hours of hair school at Milwaukee Area Technical College, which was from nine to five for a whole year, right? And I love doing hair. I've always loved doing hair. But once I started working in a salon, I realized, look, I'm not gonna be doing hair till I'm like 60, 70, 80, getting carpal tunnel, back hurting. One of my hair instructors, literally Dakota, Mr. Ware was teaching us on a stool. He walked like different from doing hair for so many years. I, I, I saw Mr. Ware, I was like, that's not, I love doing hair. But that's not gonna be me. My daughter waiting over there right now for me to get these last 10 braids in her head. That's the hair. That's the consent of it for me. And so how I transitioned from doing hair to acting was I got a couple of degrees. I got a degree in, in human services and started doing plays. And actually I didn't get into the fact that I started my own casting agency where African Dolls Talent, I had about 50 actors that were with my agency that came out in auditions from like Chicago and Milwaukee. And I would help them networking with other producers, getting them in plays and films and myself as well. Then I said, you know what? I need to be in California to really make this thing happen. So I was going to ask you, why not Chi-Town to the Cali? Well, basically I had came to visit Cali and I got my phone number, which is an 818 number. And they were like, okay, you can get an 818 number, get a PO box in LA, live in Milwaukee and do it from here to there. That didn't work, right? And at the point when I was ready to move, honestly, Dakota, I needed to change the weather. I was like, I need the weather and the weather from the, you know what I mean? From the West Coast. And it was a hard decision for me to decide whether I was gonna move to Cali or Atlanta. Because at that time, the Freak Meek was popping off. I had drove a little red Corvette all the way to Atlanta from Milwaukee. <laughs> 15 hours in the rain, it was like raining on the way back. So, you know, I love the South ATL. So I was like, oh, Atlanta, Cali, Atlanta, Cali. And honestly, I looked at the safeness as a mother of three sons. I have to look at that. 
I have three daughters as well, but you know, as a black man, it's different for you guys in society. So I want to try to put my children, actually, let me back up, because I only had one son at the time. I came to Cali and said, where's the black folks? Here we go. Bam, bam, bam. I had three more kids. <laughs> where's the African-Americans for sure around here? I came here to pursue acting. Next thing I know, I to deliver three more babies to society. I felt like I needed to know that. <laughs> so that's honestly straight up. It wasn't no mistakes. It was a conscious effort. You know what I mean? To keep our race going, to keep our people going. Happiness, love, you know, and everything in between. But my husband was like, you got another one in you. After that 10 pounder, my son, my youngest is 12. He was 10 pounds. I was like, no, you had an next one. I'm done. Okay. If you can't have it, we ain't having it. Because I'm done, done. That was, yeah, the last of the Mohegans. He was, he was the big baby. So that was enough for me. So how did you acclimate to going from the Midwest where it's freezing cold to Kelly's? <laughs> oh my God, what a great question. It was crazy because like I said, I left during a blizzard. It was a blizzard. It was Christmas in Milwaukee. Everybody know how the weather is in you know New York, Midwest in, in the winter. And literally it was a blizzard and literally I was bumping them going back to Cali and Soldier by Destiny's Child. I was like, I'm going. Alexa, play I'm going back to Cali. Let me give y'all a reminiscence. If she, if she. DJ Ski, I don't know. I don't know if that's right. No, she keep giving me the wrong going back to Cali. Anyways, was that by Tupac? No. Biggest small, I think. Thank you. Alexa, play I'm going back to Cali by Biggie Smalls. What is all this other going back to Cali stuff? This is it. Anyways, y'all get the memo. Alexa hard-headed. She do what she want to do. I thought she was going to really kick in for us. Maybe she'll play. Alexa, play Destiny's Child Soldier. Whatever. Anyways, I played those two songs and I packed up everything I could fit in the 16 suitcases, gave away my car, gave away the washer and dryer, gave away whatever I had. I was like, I'm going back to Cali because I missed a major role when I left Cali to go back to Milwaukee. The film was called Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis. And I was cast in it. And so, Alexa, pause. She didn't know what she's supposed to do anyway. So basically, I was cast in the film, Dakota. And when I called back to check on it, they told me I wasn't needed. That was wrong information. So I did not book my flight and I missed that opportunity. I was like, no more. I'm not missing any more opportunities. I'm going back to Cali. And I was bumping that song. Like, I'm going back to Cali. I had the phone number and I had my dream. And I was like, I just got to do it. I can't do what I want to do from Milwaukee, even though I was in a lot of plays and films in Milwaukee that gave me my grassroots and my training because I was even listening to a coach today that said like theater training is the best versus film because you're right there with an immediate reaction from the audience. You can't fake it on the stage. The audience is 10 feet away. You know what I mean? So either you is or you ain't. And so I'm thankful for the time in the Hansberry Sands plays that I did. I played the character called, her name was Lou Betsy. And Lou Betsy, honey, was from Frogmore, South Carolina. And Lou Betsy said, you better use what you got to get what you want, honey. Because eventually it drops like gravity, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, it's like as an actor, each character you play, 
I think you end up taking a little bit. Hopefully, you're careful about the characters you play, right? Because some of these characters get really deep, right? But you take something, right? And you give something, you take something from each character. So definitely, Lubetsy taught me that. So, like, basically, you got to go for your dreams, you know? When you are paying for a role, do you have to memorize the entire script or do you memorize pieces of the script and then you, how's it, how's it work? Oh, good question. So basically, um, well, one way, you have to memorize the entire script, but what I found out from doing like background work and doing other work is a lot of actors actually don't come prepared, just to keep it 100. I've been on sets with Days of Our Lives and this girl is pretending, she's acting like a doctor and she got a file folder right here and she literally got the script in the folder. I'm like, damn. If I could have that role, I would've ate that script up, right? So one thing that I do is I write it. Because you know, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. That's in everything legal rise, but when I write out the script, so I'm writing it to memorize it, and then I'm memorizing it by saying it and reading my own handwriting again. So also I use cue words. Like say somebody supposed to be like, okay, Nina, come outside and get the groceries. So I write down groceries, which isn't my line, but it's my cue. Groceries is my cue, so boom, I move on groceries. So it's a lot of, I, I also, Dakota, one other thing I do that I, a lot of actors may or may not, I memorize all the lines. Not only my lines, but your lines too. If I'm playing with you, if we're in the scene together, I'm gonna know your lines too. Because if you forget a line, say you forget to say groceries, I'm like, you need me to get the groceries or what? That was his line, but he dropped the ball. And I can't even leave out of the house to get to the car to get the groceries because he or she forgot they line, right? So I think it's like playing a game of baseball or basketball. It's, it's definitely a team sport. And I take great pride and great pleasure in everything I do. So the best, one of the best roles I've had besides the one I have right now, which I'll tell you about in a little bit, I did a play on Hollywood Boulevard when I first got here called When Muddy Waters Wasn't Muddy, where usually I get, because I think the power manifestation, Dakota, is I always get cast in multiple roles in films. And that's one of the goals of mine. Like I could be Nina like this and be Tina over here with a blind wig on. And I want to always be like, damn, is that Nina? Is that the same person? That look kind of like her, right? So I always get cast in these multiple roles. So I was cast double with Hattie Fishburne. Like Lawrence Fishburne, the actor, his mom, Hattie Mae Fishburne, was his manager and she's an actor. And I'm just keeping it real. So I never been cast double somebody. You know what that means? So we ran the play for six weeks, right Dakota? That means she runs the play, she runs the character for six, three weeks and I run the same character for three weeks. Mm. So we're both memorizing the same role. We're both doing the same job. Our cast got a chance to work with both of us as this character. It was deep. It was so deep that some of them was like, Nina, we prefer working with you. I said, damn. That was a compliment, but I didn't want Hattie Fishburne. That's Lawrence Fishburne, mother. That's a big up for me. 
you know, her son is a major actor. And y'all, y'all prefer me? I'm like, oh, wait, like that just made me feel like amazing. You know, hopefully she don't see this podcast. What I'm just saying. That was years ago. It was years ago. You know what I'm saying? But dude, once I found her, I was double. We needed her for the name, you know, too. You know, I was just all in, all in. And it was just an amazing blessing to just be part of that cast. And we would rehearse at a church. So it was really church. You know, you know, just like our event, the content impact bootcamp, that was church. People be like, why you pay for this? You pay for this. All the people that they didn't put in their mind yet, you gotta pay for information. You gotta pay to put yourself in the right place, Dakota. That's the third room I put myself in. And I and when you reflect, it's like a revival. We're praising God. We got all great energy, passing positive energy and great information. It's like church to the 10th power to me, 10X church, because we not only have a church of praising God, we're giving valuable information to impact and upscale. It's right. win-win. Fast right there, fast. So how did you get into teaching? So basically, I good question. I needed a flexible income, Dakota. If I'm in, I moved here to pursue acting from Milwaukee. I taught school as a sub for seven years in Milwaukee and saved 7,000. So here goes the sevens again, right? I just got the 7,000, okay, this is enough money to go. Oh, I left out the part that I gave 23.85 for a security deposit for a house in Granada Hills. And as if Chatham must've thought I was not from Milwaukee. Cause he straight tried to set me up with his homeboy as if Chatham was like a Pakistanian or something. He tried to set me up with his homeboy that was an African, right? And my, I was like, oh, my. Like, I had just got out of a relationship. You know, I didn't come here to get in a relationship with no man. Like, I came here. I'm finally free. I came here to pursue my dreams. I'm not playing around no more, Dakota. My mom was like, oh, just go on a date with him. It's fine. We're going to get the house. She wasn't, like, selling me or nothing. Because this dude was not like the tea or the milk, okay? Or the coffee, Okay. So we went out, make a long story short, nothing happened and they ended up changing the locks to the house. So I paid my security deposit and they changed the locks to the house. I could not move in. Yeah, I could not move in. So that was like really mind boggling. Where I'm from Milwaukee, there's only two things you could do with somebody rob you for $2,385. You kill or you sue. Up Mm. until that point, at this point, I've never had to do that. My Bible always been my weapon. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I just pray my way through. You feel me? I feel you. Because the vengeance is of the Lord. It said in the word. So, right. dude, I sued him. I got, it took me three months. We went through shelters. Because a shelter, a, a hotel room, because I'm a social worker. I know what to do, how to do. Um, A hotel room by ourselves was $40 a night. In this program, Dakota. But Mickey Mouse was under the bed. You hear this fool over here, he ain't paying no damn rent, right? So it was deep, it was deep. Wait, hold on, hold on, one thing up. This cold kind of trying to kick in But it was deep, but I'm thankful and I have no regrets because we made it through. And I tapped into my resources. I did not know by calling 211 here that they would send us to Skid Row. That's a it was a 75 mile radius of homelessness in downtown LA. It's probably a hundred miles down. Uh, when you go up to the, the place where we were sleeping, we was only there for like three days and two nights. Cause I knew that wasn't the place, right? And then I found the other a hotel. But basically um, 
this lady on my way going up to bed was like, can I give your child some, some candy? And it looked, it was a pack of peanut M&Ms, right? We get upstairs, Dakota, to the, the room area. It's dark, cause it's like lights out, like jail lights out, like a shelter lights out. It's rules and regulations. Do you understand? My daughter gave me the M&Ms. It's like a peanut M&M pack, Dakota. Do you understand? I felt this pill. It, it didn't feel like no M&M. This person tried to slip my child uh, a Mickey, a, something I think somebody slipped to my brother now because he's like schizophrenic, you know what I mean? That's why we always say, watch your drinks, watch this and that. It was only through the grace of God that I didn't even see it. I felt it. It was like oval. It didn't shape, it didn't feel like an Eminem. I cut on the light, oh my God. Mm. Thank God I cut on the light and saw that the person had put a pill inside the Eminem. Like, just sick. Wow. Interesting. So that's just some of the stuff I went through. So I said it to say, it, the, the journey isn't easy and I feel like the test is for the testimony and I have no regrets. I will not be moving back to Milwaukee through the grace of God. I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm here. And I feel like everything we went through was for me to teach and tell someone else. And I also got prophesized to several times since I've been here on Skid Row, you know, where they had church, you know, usually at shelters or whatever, they'll have like a church service or pastors come in and pray for you. Several of those pastors prophesied to me within the two nights I was there, you're going to be involved in ministry with women. You're going to be involved with women in ministry. And at this time, I moved to the pursue acting. Right, Dakota? But if you cut to now, when you're acting, you're telling, we're telling stories. And as a writer and producer, now I'm taking those classes, I can tell my story, my story, my truth, and don't have to worry about it being edited out or going on 200 auditions to hopefully get cast in somebody else's film. Mm. So that's how it spins into it. And I just fell into network marketing as far as um, selling my detox products and supplements. Um, opportunity presented itself and I found out, wow, these products actually work when I lost 75 pounds myself. So I feel like how I tie it together because as a life changer, we're really lifesavers like the candy because you helping people realize the health is the new wealth and you got to work out and you got to eat right. You just can't sit up there and think it's going to happen without you doing nothing. And I just really admire, I've done caregiving with seniors as well, Dakota. I admire the people that's 60, 70, and 80. And you can look at them and tell they work out. You can look at them and tell they eat right, Dakota. Like they eat, you know, they made up in their mind, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live. And I've met, I've worked with seniors in my caregiving where uh, they go out walking every day. They walk to the market instead of driving to the market. You know, making a conscious effort to just exercise and move your body daily is, uh, it's detrimental. So at what point did you want to change your life? I know you talked about it on the IG Live, but talk about it here. Okay, at what point? At what point did you want to change your life in terms of your health? At what point? Oh, thank you. Like I said before, when I was 12 years old, around the same time I started pursuing acting, actually. I think it was just a shocker for me. All this stuff was happening. My mom's friend, Nancy, rest in peace, died of obesity. So I literally watched my mom's friend consume so much food to where she was so obese that she died from obesity, from being overweight. And I said, God, if anything take me out in this earth, I'm not gonna let it be food. I'm not gonna let it be being obese. So all my life I've been health conscious. Like I taught Zumba 
until I was seven months pregnant with my 13 year old. I literally did the dance moves and just didn't jump anymore. Literally. Until I was seven months pregnant, Dakota. So if you were in my Zumba class, you had a whole problem. Because if I'm up here doing this pregnant, you about to, do, you about to move. And it was dope because I had a lot of couples and stuff like that. Be like, come on, y'all gonna move it. They'd be like, I can't believe you seven. Oh, we gotta do it. So that was, that was, you know, so that's how I tied it all together. It's, it's inspirational because a lot of women have children and use that as an excuse to be fat. Now, um, not judging anybody. I'm just here to help. And it's about a mindset shift to say, hey, I'm going to live. Hey, I'm going to eat healthy. Hey, I just came from the market. I bought salads. You know what I mean? Just consciously not going to Wendy's, not going to the drive through I want some of that too, baby. <laughs> look, he got the, the, let me see. I didn't get none. I just want to look at it. We had this chicken mushroom and mashed potato surprise from uh, Starbucks, um, Trader Joe's. It's fire. I'm looking at the little muscle man get up like he about to phase all of it. Just put me half on the paper plate for when I finish my show, please. I'm gonna make some more. So I'm gonna do like an appetizer. I'm like, I, 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 and I think it might have mushrooms in there. I don't think you like mushrooms. No, it is mushrooms in there for real. Sit on the table. He took a nice, nice millionaire nap, Dakota. So he woke up hungry. That's mine. That's yours. Got you. So how do you? Balance being entrepreneur, a grandmother, mother. How do you balance all those things, all the hats? Well, how I balance all the hats is, go ahead. How I balance all the hats is meditation, prayer, faith, exercise. And I really know that my products are a product you can feel because, like I said, my, well, I said here, but my brother. It's like 6'4", he's like 350 pounds. So he has a lot of weight to lose, right? Did you give me some on the plate? He has a lot of weight to lose. So, and I saw my coach save her brothers, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm just finna send him the product. I know he got the money, but nowhere in his mind do he, is it clicking to buy these detox supplements and products to lose weight. So since I know there's a product, there are products you can feel, Dakota, and they cause a mindset shift, they cause you to want to to just, you just feel better, right? Everybody said, where you get your energy? I'm like, I gotta say the products, I just feel amazing, right? So my brother loves the products. So I've just been sending him the tea, right? And now he's requesting it. See what I'm saying? So I snuck the product on him. I'm sending the tea, telling my mom to make it, but saving his life. That's good. Now he's actually calling me, asking for the product. He still don't want to pay for it. But I'll get it back in reciprocity. I'm not even worried about it. Because once he comes 20 pounds down, eventually my mom is going to be like, here, give like, you know what I mean? So I, I feel so good about that. It's like my, my where's, okay, my protege, because... When I went home to Milwaukee, I got him to work out. And I know he loves basketball. So I'm like, get a basketball, you know, do, you know what I mean? So that's like, that's something big to me is bringing my family along the ride. I just have found out that they don't really want to patronize as much. But what we can do is just, I just keep it moving, keep the faith. I, I actually made money in Atlanta intentionally brought my products, right? 
I had another life changer with me, Dakota. She ain't never seen nobody hustle like me before. I was showing her something on purpose. For real. So I went to the barbershop to get my son's haircut in Atlanta, right? I got my CMOS, my detox, my my kits and everything, right? So I go in there, tell my spill, tell them what to do, what to do. Everybody know about C. If you woke, you know about CMOS anyway, right? I go in there. Next thing you know, a customer bought a bag for 20, uh, a week supply for 20. Right, she got fruit punch lemonade. I just do like a variety pack, right? And then the barber, the barber, we end up bartering. So I gave him $25 worth of products instead of paying cash for my baby haircut. Come on. Oh. He's like, what, you got CMOS? Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it felt really good to do that. Then I went to another barber shop only to sell one thing in CMOS, which I was funny with selling CMOS anyway, Dakota, but I had to prove a point. You know, none of these black men in this barbershop. This is another barbershop. Not where he got the haircut at. Right? This let's call this story change for the hundred dollar bill. That's the story, right? So I intentionally sent my son in Wingside with a hundred dollar bill. He's 12. But he looked younger than that, right? I intentionally parked outside of Wingstop and sent him in there with a hundred dollar bill. Intentionally, right? So he can learn, count your money, and so they can learn. You're gonna see some ninjas walk around with some money around here. It's just good for the and listen, the cashier at Wingstop was like. Little nigga, how you got a hundred dollars and I don't? He was Hispanic, and then he looked. That's how he gave that look. How do I know? My son came to the car. I was like, "Mine." They said they don't got change for a hundred. I said, "Hold on, let me go have this." I go in. They don't have to change, right, Dakota? So, I used my card. I had a card handy, right? But the point is, he came back out. I was like, "Oh, like he just knew like my baby wasn't gonna get his food or something." No, he gonna eat. We gonna eat. We gonna eat, right? Cut to. I still got this hundred that I need change for, right? I wanted to pay, oh girl, I ended up moving from my room into the room with another sister. Um, she ended up joining the community, but I knew her from before. Cause I was like, we both were checking out the next day Sunday. She was saying she was lonely and alone in her room and stuff like that. I was like, I'll just give her $50 instead of paying 120. And we're in the showcase for all day. Anyway, we're not even in the rooms really, right? So I need to change to pay to give her some cash. So make a long story short, they still got the TV kind of loud. Hold on a second. So make a long story short, I I go in the barbershop to sell the CMOS. The guy wanted to buy the CMOS for seven dollars, right? And so then nobody had changed. The barber's like, "Oh, you from Cali? I don't trust. This might be fake. This might be fake." All African Americans for sure. Saying my hundred dollar bill is counterfeit because I'm from Cali, right? Guess what? I go next door to the nail to the uh, beauty supply store Asians. They saw me with seven dollars cash, right? But I didn't have enough change. So she looked at the hundred too. I said, ma'am, it's a real hundred. I'm just trying to make a sale, get some change, da da da. da. And she trusted me. The Asian trusted me more than my old people. And they gave me change for the hundred. They gave me change for the hundred. I was like, wow, they trusted me. Same as like my owner, my landlord was Asian. Rented our house to us strictly because a black man gave him a chance to let 20 of them live in the house when they first moved here. You know what I mean? No. Oh. Asians and Hispanics can live all together 20 in the house and get along fine. So that was that story. I sold the CMOS. I broke the $100 bill just to sell the CMOS for $5. But I was proving the point of I had to show her how hard I had to hustle just to prove a point 
because one of the guys wanted to buy the CMOS from me. Got you. And the so, other one didn't trust me with the $100 bill. Got you. So real quick, we got like two minutes. Okay. Can you lead, can you lead the audience with something, something they can apply to live right away and then tell us how you, you can connect with you online too, please. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, what I would leave y'all with is always continue to dream, dream bigger, put yourself when you can enrich yourself. If, if you see, excuse me, darling, I'm finishing up. Thank you. If I could leave y'all with anything is never take no for an answer. If this is something that you want to do, that you want to pursue, that it wake you up at 3.47 a.m. and you wake up like, oh, I got to do this thing. That's what God wants you to do. He calls us in the middle of the night in our dreams and lets us know the gifts that he's given us and where he wants us to go. And I worked for the city of LA for 10 years out here in Cali. You know, showed me that black people could get sunburned and everything, but you know what they did? I became halftime by accident by two black bosses and that made a lot of people mad. I'm black with a black bone and I'm half time with the city of LA. That means full benefits and everything, right y'all? So I end up getting railroaded and out of the city of LA, right? But I'm still thankful and grateful because they lost one again when my homegirl hired my daughter. So my daughter was 16 working for the city of LA. So what I would say is dream bigger, never take no for an answer. You can get a hundred no's and go another route. Cause what I found out and what I teach my children is if someone else says no, just make a left or make a right and go the other direction. And one other thing I'm leaving with is very important that energy is transferable, right? So be very careful about the rooms you put yourself in and the energies you put yourself around because energy is transferable. So you wanna make sure you're transferring your great energy to other great energies, which we both Dakota and I did by putting ourselves in the boot camp in ATL. Meeting in person was another level than meeting on our Zooms, right? And you had one other thing you said at the end. Oh, well, how can people find out about you online? Okay, thank you, good job. So um, my TikTok is Nina Ross, Nina Rose, actor, the number four life. And then my Instagram is Nina Rose, Ma, M-A-N-I-N-A-R-O-S-E-M-A for Mother of the Century. So I said, when I go, whenever God calls me, it will say on my tombstone, Mother of the Century. That means the baddest mother do this in the last 20 years. Not to take anything away from you other mothers, but it take a lot of work to wake up like this with six African-Americans for sure, with no excuses. Ooh, no excuses. Right. Thank you for joining us, Nina. This is the Your Thank Money you. Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful day. God bless you and your family. Thank you. Peace.